Hi friend, welcome back to The Word with Wit. In today's episode, I want to invite you to reflect on what you believe about religion. What is your perception of Christians? Do you see naive religious hypocrites? Or on the opposite end of the spectrum, do you see people who seem to have it all together, live morally correct, and lead a seemingly perfect life that doesn't seem attainable to the majority? Personally, my perception involved both. However, I've come to realize that being a Christian is neither of those things. So what does it mean to really have a relationship with Christ? Well, let's talk about it. So first off, I wanna say that it's important to remember that even as Christians, we are still human. We're going to make mistakes. We're not gonna get it right every time. Just like you go to work and deal with people who make mistakes, you go hang out with your friends and they make mistakes, you can expect the same thing with believers. So many people look at churchgoers and you know Christians in general and they think, oh, I don't wanna be around them. They're, so, they're such hypocrites. But in reality, most people are hypocrites. We all need Jesus. Not just the people who aren't saved, but those of us who are saved, we still need Jesus every day. We have the Holy Spirit to help us to get better and better and to grow and recognize when we make mistakes, but we're still going to make those mistakes and we still have to learn from them just like everyone else. The difference is we are really trying to know who God is. We're seeking him out. Being a Christian is not about being super religious. It's not about judging people or looking down on anyone. It's about truly seeking to know God, to grow with him. Just like in any other relationship, Growing with God is important. As believers, we should be getting to know him. We should be desiring to grow with him to a different level. We shouldn't just post cute quotes and inspirational verses and things like that, or just go to church and look like good little Christians on the outside, but we should also be clean and be trying to change on the inside. I'll be the first to admit, I was nervous about starting my relationship with God because so many people have given Christianity such a bad rep. But should we really blame people for not having a relationship with God? Humans that are subject to the same mistakes that we are? To be honest, many of the people that make us hate believers or make us not want to be a believer are people that aren't believers themselves. They may claim to be, but they don't have a true relationship with God. These are usually the same people that try to manipulate you or misquote scripture to get you to do what they want you to do, to gain money, to gain power, whatever the case. And you can look at them and say, oh, I don't want to believe in God because of people like that. But if God created you, why wouldn't you want to know him? Why not have a relationship with him? I'll be honest, our foundation for relationships starts with our relationship with God. If you go back to Genesis, the beginning, God and Adam were here on the earth together. The first relationship was not Adam and Eve, it was God and Adam. It wasn't until that relationship was established that God decided to send Eve. And it's the same way for us. We should be focused on our relationship with God and when we get that together, when we get to know who God is, then our relationships with the people around us become better. My main focus today is to encourage you to seek a true relationship with God, whether you have been walking in religion or if you've never even desired to know God. I just wanna encourage you that it's worth getting to know your creator. The person who made you knows the most about who you are, your purpose, and the things that are good for you, and the things that are bad. But if you don't seek to know him, 
you'll never be able to really understand all of it. So first things first, I wanna discuss the difference between religion and relationship. Religion is trying to look good. Religion is caring more about the people who see you, your relationship with them, what things look like, your image, you know, it can be sharing Bible verses. It's going to church all the time. It's studying um, to prove, you know, you know the word of God, not to know God. Um, trying to live a perfect life or at least look like you're living a perfect life. Trying to worship or praying loudly. Basically trying to do everything that you can to look super spiritual without actually having a relationship with God. A true relationship with God isn't all those things. Having a relationship with God is just like having a relationship with people. You're seeking to grow together. You are trying to know them more. It's the same way with God. You're seeking to know him better. Does that mean that you shouldn't go to church or you shouldn't study? Of course not. Studying, going to church, worshiping are all great things. In my journey, I didn't go to church at first. I just started praying more. I started reading my Bible. And later on, the desire to go to church came. Later, the desire to change what I was listening to and what I was feeding my spirit changed. All those things happened as a result of my relationship with God, but not for me to earn my relationship with God. James 4, 8 tells us that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And Jeremiah 29, 13 tells us that when we seek him, we will find him when we seek with all our heart. So the first step in knowing God is to seek him out, realizing that we can't do it on our own and that we actually need him, calling on him. When we call, he answers, he's faithful to us. He loves us despite what we have done, despite our past mistakes and our negative thoughts and even what we're currently doing, he still loves us. He's just waiting on us to invite him in and to allow him to change us and cleanse us. Although we all can be judgmental at times, most people who are trying to have a relationship with God are focused on themselves. They're focused on trying to grow and change and become the person God has called them to be more than they're trying to worry about what anyone else is doing. Of course, we are called to correct our brothers and sisters in Christ as needed, but that doesn't mean that we judge them or look down upon them. If I was messing up, I would love for I would love to have a brother or sister to come up and, you know, tell me that I need to change in love or even show me how to change. Sometimes we don't know the right prayers to say. Sometimes we don't even know to pray about things or, you know, that we can pray about things. So having people who are further along in their journey that are willing to help us and encourage us and, you know, correct us when needed, disciple us in a sense, that's important. But we don't, we shouldn't be judging each other. We shouldn't look down upon each other. When you're in relationship with God, you start to see how messed up you have really been. All the mistakes in your life. And it's not because God is trying to condemn you, but he does reveal how he's been there for you. He reveals his mercy towards you even before you were walking with him. And he allows you to see yourself as he sees you. And that prompts you to grow. That prompts you to overcome all the mistakes and to change and to want to work to be a better person. Not because of what people will think, but because of your love for God. You realize how much he loves you and you want to show him how much you love him. You want to change, you want to grow, you want to be better. And not only to 
show that you love God, but because you love yourself, you'll begin to realize that certain things that you're putting yourself through are causing more harm than good. You think that a lot of the relationships that you have are doing you good because they feel good for a moment, but whenever you start walking with God, he starts to reveal the things that are not healthy for you. Sin is not good for us. Despite what we might think, despite thinking it may be fun or you know, feel it feeling good for the moment, in the long run, it hurts us. Of course, it doesn't all happen overnight, but 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, that God is faithful to forgive us and purify us. So if we're willing to talk to God about it and we're willing to change, God will help us to change. He will purify us. He will renew our minds and our spirits so that we're able to walk upright. Proverbs 24, 16 tells us that the righteous man falls seven times, but he will rise again. We're gonna fall, we're gonna make mistakes, even as we're walking with God. And that's why it's so important to know him so that you can know his grace and mercy is there for that reason. If we were gonna be perfect, if we could walk in this life and get it right on our own, Jesus would have never had to die. But God knew that once sin entered our hearts, we weren't going to be able to resist it on our own. So you don't have to try to figure this out. You don't have to try to get it right every time. You don't have to try to be perfect. You just have to try to know who God is and continue to seek him even when you make mistakes. On a personal note, I struggled this past week. My flesh was just all over the place. I wanted to eat what I wanted to eat, even though I've been working out, I've been doing so good with eating healthier and working out. My flesh was just doing something different this week. I was so thankful that I hadn't been drinking or, you know, in over a year, drinking or smoking weed in over a year. And for some reason this week, I decided I wanted to have a drink. And I'll be honest with you, I did. No, having drinks, you know, having a drink here and there is not necessarily sinful. What made it sinful for me is I know it's a trigger for me. I know it's something that leads to other sins and it causes me to fall into temptation. So I don't drink because of that. God has already revealed that to me. So, you know, when God reveals things to you on your journey, you have to place up boundaries. You have to know where your weak spots are and you can't put yourself in a position to have to rely on self-discipline. Of course, self-discipline can happen, you know, can help if you end up in a situation where you accidentally, you know, put yourself in a position to be tempted, but you shouldn't be placing yourself knowingly in a position to be tempted if you know that it's a weakness for you. So for me, I ended up going out with my girls for my friend's birthday. Everyone was having drinks and I decided I was going to have a drink. I didn't have liquor, so I thought I was doing good because I, did, I only had one, you know, I was staying within my limits. I didn't get drunk or anything, but it did end up leading to me wanting to drink more. So I ended up going out later that night and I ended up having a drink that did have liquor in it. So, you know, I ended up getting, I wouldn't say drunk, of course, but more tipsy than I normally would have, which could have led to me falling into temptation or anything like that. Luckily. I had other boundaries set, so that didn't happen, but it could have put me in the wrong position and I know better. But I repent, I, you know, I prayed, I talked to God about it, I asked God to reveal to me, you know, where did I go wrong? 
What was it in me that was causing me to feel like I needed to drink? I hadn't felt like I needed to drink in over a year. I haven't even desired to. Even when people around me were drinking, I didn't want to. But for some reason that day, I just felt the desire to drink. So I had to reflect and ask God, you know, what is, what is it that I was doing? What is it that's lacking in my life that led me to that? And I had to take that as an opportunity to seek God's wisdom and to also, you know, feel his love. It was a moment of humility, thinking this whole time, like I'm in control and I don't drink anymore. I'm not going to have to worry about it. I've never really been an alcoholic, so it's not like I was having cravings or anything. So I thought that I would be just fine. But it was a moment of weakness and it made me realize like I still need to be praying about this. I still need to be going to God and making sure I don't have any areas of lack that may cause me to seek out some counterfeit peace or, you know, some counterfeit even fun. I can have fun without drinking. But for some reason, like I said, that day I slipped up and see the enemy thought he was going to work on me. I even ran into someone that I know that I had told I don't drink anymore, that I no longer go out anymore, all the things. So it was awkward to be sitting at a table with a drink in front of me after I had said these things to this person that I dated like forever ago. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm human. You know, I make mistakes. I need God. This is why I need God. I can't do this by myself. So instead of sitting there feeling sorry for myself or running away from God because I felt bad, because of my relationship with God, I was able to go to him immediately and ask for forgiveness. I was able to go to him immediately and ask for help. I also realized I'm not where I thought I was. We can get caught up in thinking we are doing better or we have more self-control than we actually do. So that let me know that I didn't need to put myself in that situation again, that even if I'm out with friends, I don't need to have a drink just because they are, even if I feel like I can control myself. And I want to reiterate, this is no judgment on anyone who has a drink, you know, drinks wine, whatever you do. This is no judgment. Like I said, this is a personal conviction. God has already revealed to me that I do not need to drink. So that's why I didn't want to drink. And also I have a habit of using it to cope and to deal with problems. And I don't want to use that anymore. I have peace with God. If I was struggling with anything or if I wanted to have fun, I could have done that without having a drink. So the drink was really unnecessary, not to mention it was extremely expensive in comparison to other places and I really didn't need it. So anyhow, knowing God is loving him. The more you get to know God, the more you're going to love him. But you have to take that first step. You have to be willing to die to yourself. And I know that sounds scary, but trust me, it's worth it. Dying to yourself doesn't mean that you no longer have a personality or you no longer get to have fun or you no longer have a life. It means that you're willing to let go of who you are and what you think is right to follow what God has for you and what he shows you and reveals to you is best for your life. It's me, it means that you trust him, that you know that he created you and that he created you for a purpose and that you wanna walk that purpose out wholeheartedly. It's so freeing to have a relationship with God because where in religion, you're trying to prove who you are to receive validation with God. And when you're in a relationship with God, you know who you are because you're receiving validation from him. You no longer have to prove your love for him to people. You no longer have to prove anything to people. God can see everything that you're doing 
and he will work on you and he will bless you for it. And as a result, you will begin to resemble Christ. You will start to act in love, to have compassion on others, to be able to give and have joy and peace. You will be able to have more self-discipline, just all the things of God. Your personality will change, yes, but it will change for the better. And I don't know about you, but being free from the standards of the world, from comparison, from feeling judged by other people, and caring too much about what people think about you, makes it worth taking that first step. Being willing to walk away from things that have held you back, to break cycles, to break generational curses, not just off of your life, but off of the life of your children and future generations, that's a blessing. That makes knowing God so much worth it. You're here for more than just fun and to live your best life, as the world likes to say. You have a purpose here in this world. And believe it or not, it's not just to work your life away, take a few vacations, have a few kids, and die. Your fulfillment is found in Christ. Your joy, your peace, your love, your patience, your kindness, your gentleness, your self-discipline, all the things are found in God. So I encourage you, if you're looking for fulfillment, if you want to grow, if you're tired of going through the same things, if you're tired of going from relationship to relationship and tired of just feeling empty, seek God out, find your purpose, embrace his love, and finally see yourself for who you truly are. Anyhow, I hope this has really encouraged you. Be blessed, friend. Thanks for listening, friend. I hope today's show blessed you. Be sure to follow us for new content and share this show with a friend. Also, subscribe to my YouTube page, God's Wit, for videos to encourage you on your journey. Be blessed.